What's going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got Kevin Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, world? What's going on, everyone? So week three is a couple days away. Of course, we had the um, Jags and, and Dolphins last night to start it off. So we'll get into that game and, of course, you know, preview the upcoming games on Sunday. Uh, but before we get into that, we want to remind you to check out our website, www.cheatcodesports.com. That's www.cheatcodesports.com. Uh, we have our weekly ranks up there as, long, as well as our uh, year-long ranks. We have articles weekly that, uh, that consist of a waiver wire, a DFS article, weekly wide receiver cornerback matchups, um, a buy-sell article, and a streaming defense article. So a lot of information on uh, that you can see on these articles, as well as the cheat codes and the player projections if you need those as well. So a lot of information, all free of charge. Uh, so you know, look on the website, check it out, uh, give us some feedback, and let us know what you think. All right, guys, so let's wrap up uh, last night's game really quick. Uh, and it should be really quick. Uh, this was one where I think, you know, first off, the game was just a shitty game right yeah, off the yeah. bat. You know, me and Steve talk about it, I think, every week amongst ourselves. And I think we bring it to the podcast once in a while is that, you know, they know they have you on Thursday with these some of these games. Next week, I think it's Dolphins or is uh, Broncos and Jets. It's like, <laughs> and they know you're going to be watching. So, um you know, this one last night was uh, – it was a blowout. You know, Dolphins just straight from from opening uh, opening tip is that is usually the basketball term, but basically from opening kickoff to, to the end of the game, it was straight Dolphins. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't close. It was it was a massacre. The Dolphins, uh, you know, and really the Dolphins really didn't have that much offense either. But their defense played so well, and Miles, you know, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, he ends up getting three touchdowns in this game, which, you know, I don't know who's starting Ryan Fitzpatrick, but there might be a needy team out there that picked up Fitz, Fitz and figured, you know, in this game he'd start him. You know, that ended up working out for you. You know, he ends up getting three touchdowns. He gets 38 rushing yards and a touchdown, which gives you nine, and then the two passing he had, you know, plus the 160, you know, yards passing, he ends up getting, you you know, close to 20 fantasy points. So, you know, you're not going to complain about that too hard. Um, you know, and the rest of the guys, you know, Devontae Parker was eating up CJ Henderson. Uh, uh, we had to get into that because we, we've basically been like guys saying like CJ Henderson's doing really good first couple weeks. Yeah. And, man, and they really game, attacked him. Yeah. This game, they literally went right after him. Well, the play that sticks out to me is actually the touchdown to Gusecki that they pointed out where they just said it was like a clear rookie mistake. Like yeah. he realized too late that. He had to jump on on the he had to uh, switch routes in that zone in the zone from you know Parker took the slant and Gasecki came you know to the outside and he rode Parker a little hard inside and Gasecki wound up beating him to the you know to the corner um, and it just showed like a rookie mistake and they pointed it out and he just was getting beat all game you know Parker was Parker was dusting him. Yeah, uh, it was not so yeah, I, it was not a good game for C.J. Henderson. No, definitely not. 
And, you know, the rest of the guys, they didn't really do much. I mean, like, there's not really anybody, you know, you end up getting the Gusecki touchdown, which, you know, saved you because he really only had that one catch for the 15 yards in the touchdown. He didn't do anything else. I don't even believe he had a target other than that in the game. Um, Yeah, I don't think so either, honestly. Yeah. Um, You know, and then after that, you know, Miles Gaskins ends up getting 22 carries for 66 yards. You're not going to be all crazy happy with that. But then then again, this is a Jaguars team that held Leonard, you know, uh, Derrick Henry to, you know, 85 yards rushing on 25 carries. So, you know, th- this run defense is for real, obviously. You know, they can stop the not run. Even, yeah, not even just that, though. Miles Gaskin was getting a lot of work in the passing game. Yeah. The thing that hurts him is that when they get down to the goal line, it's just straight Jordan Howard. They're, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're going Jordan Howard, and that's, yeah. you know, that's clearly the only reason Jordan Howard is even on this football team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then that basically, that's basically it for, you know, the Miami side of the ball. And the Jacksonville side of the ball, Gardner Minshew, you know, he ends up throwing – you know, he ends up throwing a bunch of passes late in this game to to salvage his game because at the, I want to say before he got that last drive where he completed like three passes to Keelan Cole and, um, you know, got a couple of passes to uh, Thompson and you know they were trying to hurry up trying to get down there and score. You know, they, basically he didn't do anything all game. You know, he ends with 275 yard, which was you know much better than his actual game looked. And then he has a pick, no touchdowns. You know, Robinson really was the only guy on this on the side of the you know Jacksonville Jaguars side of the ball that you could actually say had a good game yeah and and Robinson looks good you know I mean running the football he's just a plotter you know just kind of you know three four yards and he's down he doesn't you know he broke the touchdown was like you know 11 yards I think on his touchdown but you know seeing him catch the ball out of the backfield um, and that one play where he just ran my man over and just kept on moving after he made the catch. Like, this dude took, caught six passes yesterday. This is definitely not expected, uh, considering they have Chris Thompson on this team. So that's one thing you got to love about James Robinson right now going forward is, like, he was catching the ball. It's not just a roll of, you know, first and second down and get him out of there and put in Thompson. You know, Thompson's still there, but, you know, clearly James James Robinson was used in the passing game, which we which we all love if as you know James Robinson owners. Yep. Yeah, and that's basically it for this game. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else on this one. Yeah, no, I mean, you would have thought Lavisca Chenault or Keelan Cole would have been, you know, much better starts, but you know, both of those guys were pretty contained. I mean, Keelan Cole actually, you know, he wound up with I think four for forty three. But two of them were on the last drive. He got like t- two catches for twenty yards on the last drive. That that really made his day a little bit better. But mm-hmm. you know, Chenault, uh, you know, Minshew was just forcing the ball at times. He had the one play that he threw the interception on the Chenault, where you know he's rolling out. Chenault kind of got free, uh, but he really wasn't free. But you know, to me, this was this was like. Gardner Minshew, like I, I actually heard Gardner Minshew be compared to as the new Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I actually think he's kind of more like the new Kirk Cousins because like the dude can put up numbers until you put the lights on him. Because last year when he put the lights on him in that London game, he crumbled like a like a like a tra- a paper going into the trash. So, you know, this was the same thing, man. You put them lights on and he he just crumbled. Yep, uh, I, I we we got to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, hey, he was missing his number one receiver. Uh, DJ Chark hasn't been great this year, but clearly DJ Chark being out there opens things up for other guys, and he was not in this game. So, 
you know, that's the only mulligan you can give Gardner Minshew at this point. Yep, I agree. All right, so let's move on to the Sunday previews and our four-minute roundups. Yes, yes. So we are going to start it off with the Bears and Falcons. All right, so we'll just make this quick. Atlanta, you know, you're starting everybody in Atlanta if you have them. You know, Matt Ryan, you're not taking him out of your lineup with the way he's played. You know, Todd Gurley, you know, the amount of touches Todd Gurley's still getting, you know, is almost makes him on RB2 just off the strength of his touches. But, you know, we got to start to watch and see what happens if Edo Smith or Brian Hill start to eat into any of these carries eventually uh, because Todd just isn't getting it done so far this year. Uh, and the wide receivers, I mean, right now, you know, Julio is questionable, uh, you know, game time decision. Uh, so that makes Calvin Ridley, you know, to me, a top five receiver this week. Uh, you know, if they're going to if, if Julio's out, they're just going to be targeting Ridley. And, and honestly, Hayden Hurst, you know, if 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 Julio's not out or Julio's not there, you know, Hayden Hurst is to me one of the guys that sees the most upgrade because, you know, we talked yesterday, you know, uh, on the on the DFS podcast, Chicago kind of struggles against the tight end this so far this year. TJ Hawkinson uh, had a good one against them. And, you know, last week, Evan Ingram had a pretty good game against them. So, uh, you know, to me, Hayden Hurst could could really uh, use a boost or get a boost up if Julio doesn't play. And, of course, Russell Gage. Yep, I agree. Uh, Calvin, you know, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, Hayden Hurst, Matt Ryan, all guys that I'm starting, um, you know, in my fantasy leagues. And, you know, this – this uh. This Falcons defense is just giving up points and droves to the quarterback and wide receiver position. So on the other side of the field, I do feel very, very comfortable starting, you know, Mitchell Trubisky. If I have a bad matchup with my quarterback, if I have, you know, David Montgomery and Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller, all those guys I'm very comfortable with you know, starting this week and feel like, you know, I'm going to get some fantasy points from those guys. You know, Anthony Miller is like a low end flex for me. Allen Robinson. I have it like wide receiver eight. Uh, and then exactly where I have him. Yeah. And then David Montgomery, uh, you know, I have him as a top 24 guy. I think I have him at 21, uh, going up against Atlanta. So, you know, to me, it's just, it's pretty simple. You're starting all your guys against Atlanta. Yeah. I have him at 16. Uh, you know, and that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, from, for, you're not really the, the bears offense isn't one that you're just out there like, Oh, let me start my guys. You know, hopefully Allen Robinson, you know, makes do on these targets that he's getting. Um, you know, Montgomery has been pretty good in the time that he's been out there. So, you know, those are really the only two consistent options. So if you had to start one or the other David Montgomery or Robert Woods at a flex spot, who would you go with? Woods obviously with the tough matchup against Buffalo. Yeah, um, it's very close, but I would probably go Montgomery because Atlanta's defense has just been terrible horrible this year. Okay, so if you had to start Montgomery or Cooper Cup, you know we're we're going with these Rams receivers because they both have tough, you matchup, know, obviously yeah. have tough matchup with with Buffalo. Yeah, I'm still gonna go. I'm gonna go Cooper Cup. Uh, oh. You know, I, I just think Cooper Cup has touchdown upside no matter who he plays against. So, you know, I'll, I'll always pick that, that 
that touchdown upside, and they're going to throw the ball on Buffalo. Buffalo's not going to hold them to zero. Yeah. All right. So, uh, anything else you want to get into in this game? No, we actually have 40 seconds left, so I'm just going to press the buzzer now and go to the next one. Uh, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) All right, Rams and Bills. So, good thing this one's next, considering we just got done talking about those Rams wide receivers. Um, You know, from the Rams side of the ball, you know, I've liked the way Jared Goff's played so far this year. However, this game is not the game that I would be exciting about playing him. So, you know, that right off the rip, I'm probably I have Goff at 24. So if you were looking to start, you know, if you were looking for a quarterback to start, you know, off the wire or, you know, one of these backup guys, you know, Jared Goff would not be the option for me this week. Yeah, and being that you know they're they're in Buffalo, you know what I mean that downgrades yeah, yeah. him a little bit more for me. You know, I, mean, I have him at twenty one, so you know I don't have him that much higher, just a little bit. So to me, it's just it's a situation that Buffalo is very good at stopping the passing game, and you know it's going to be a tough sledding you know in Buffalo, you know for these Rams players. You know, if anything, I'm probably going to be more enticed with you know the running game. So you know I'm mm-hmm. I'm. I'm more interested to see, you know, if Henderson is going to be getting more of the touches or if it's still going to be, you know, Brown or so, you know, to me, I want to know what guys that is. And Tyler Higby, uh, to me, uh-huh. is the guy in the passing game that I really am interested in on the Rams side of the ball because, you know, the Bills have struggled the past two weeks with, you know, with tight ends. Uh, that's, you know, mainly due because it's been basically the – you know, our linebackers have been hurt and, you know, it, it's, there's been a lot going on in that, you know, in that secondary of the Buffalo Bills. So for me, I, you know, Tyler Higby is the guy that I'm interested in. And the other two guys, you know, I'm starting. They're obviously top 24 receivers for me. But, you know, I'm not super exciting, super excited to start, you know, any of the wide receivers. So that's yeah. it for the Rams for me. Yeah. All right. So who do you have ranked higher, Henderson or Malcolm Brown this week? I actually have Henderson ranked just a little bit higher because Brown has been banged up and they still has the questionable tag next to his name. Yeah, so. they said he's playing though. They said he's ready to split split snaps. Um, with that news, I put Brown one spot ahead. Yeah. Uh, the reason why is simply because of touchdowns. That's that's the only thing that makes Brown you know more of a start over Henderson is that I know that he's getting the goal line work <laughs> if they get down there. So. Yep, I agree. I think it's very close. I have him, I think, two spots apart. So Yeah, I have him one spot. I literally have Brown one spot ahead of Henderson. Yeah, so, you know, to me it's, you know, you it, that's basically a coin toss, you know what I mean, in my yeah. opinion. So Yeah, and like I said, the only reason I put Brown higher in that situation is because of the potential touchdown. Yep. And then my Buffalo Bills, I'm starting everybody. You know, Josh Allen has looked amazing. I'm not going to go away from him. You know, he's – I think he's the number two fantasy quarterback in fantasy football right now. So, you know, I'm not going to go away from Josh Allen. He seems to be playing very good this year. And if he continues to throw the ball the way he's throwing it, it's going to be hard for any team to stop this offense, period. Uh, Devin Singletary, I actually like a lot this week because of Zach Moss. I actually have him at 15. Yeah. At the Zach Moss has already been ruled out, so Singletary will be the guy. Yep. And then, you know, Stephon Diggs, John Brown to me are every week starters. You're not ever taking those guys out of your lineup. And, you know, that's basically it. I'm, you know, Cole, I think Cole Beasley could actually have a nice role in this game because uh, I think they will take advantage of the slot corner for the, for the uh, Rams. But, you know, I wouldn't, 
I would think same thing as last year. You know, probably four four or five catches, 40, 50 yards is what you're going to get out of him. If he gets you a touchdown, it's a, it's a bonus. Yeah. Uh, did John Brown show up on the injury report today? I thought he showed or, you know, had showed up with some kind of foot soreness. I'm pretty sure he I didn't see anything, and I'm looking at his name now, and he doesn't have any designation next to his name. Maybe okay. something like popped up, you know, in the little. Yeah, little he newsfeed, he was limited today with anything. a foot injury. Uh, so it says he popped up on the injury report here. So I don't know. Hmm, interesting. But uh, if John Brown plays, I actually have John Brown ranked ahead of Stefan Diggs because I do think Diggs is going to tra- get traveled with by Ramsey. And we know Ramsey. Ramsey hasn't been great this year, from what we saw. But you know, I, I, that that matchup, I think that John Brown, you know, on the other side, will be able to take advantage of his guy a little bit more. And like like Steve said, Cole Beasley out of the slot, uh, you know. But you know, I, it's picking. You know, it's basically picking coins. I have I have it's a coin flip, so to speak. I have John Brown at twenty four, Diggs at twenty seven. So you know, Diggs is still a flex to me. I'm not benching Diggs. Yep, never. I'm never benching yep. Diggs. You know, one of those guys, you know, is a must start every single week. All right, so we only got a couple seconds left, but I am going to press the button. We have like eight we're seconds. We're doing good. Left. We're yeah, doing, doing good. Yeah, Under four minutes, man. Under four minutes. Like it. All, All right, right, guys. The Washington football team and the Cleveland Browns. This one can be pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> so we're going to be under four minutes on this one. I already know it. Yeah, so basically from the Browns, um, you know, you're starting the running backs, you're starting Odell, and you're starting uh, uh, Landry, probably. And, I, I mean, at this point, I'm assuming Landry's like a flex for you. Uh, you know, he wasn't the uh, – he didn't have the greatest game last week on the Thursday night, but Odell just blew up. You know, had, had – well, I wouldn't even say blow up. I mean, Odell had, I think, what, four or five catches? He just had the long one. Yeah. But they were just running through – Running five for 80 in a touchdown, five or okay. 83 or something like that in a touchdown. Yeah, so he, and he had like a 40, 50 yard touchdown and didn't even hit the 100 yard mark. So, yep. But, and that's what, that's honestly what Cleveland wants to do. They want to just run through teams and, you know, let Baker manage the game more so than actually have to put it on his shoulders. So, you know, with this one, like I said, you know, those four guys are really the only guys you can count on. Austin Hooper has been a complete letdown. He's more of a blocker on the, in this offense. Uh, you know, I don't know if David Njoku is healthy right now. I knew he I know he was missed last week. Uh, so, you know, neither one of those guys is even a even, in, you know, one of those, uh, a player that I'm, you know, thinking of starting uh, in my tight end spot. There's so many other guys that I that I would have. So from the Cleveland side of the ball, it's really only those four guys and their defense. I like their defense this week, especially like a DFS play. You know, that line showed how they showed that they can stop the run by limiting Mixon, and they showed that they can get to the quarterback with Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon. And those guys coming off the edge, you know, I really really got to say, like, I like, uh, you know, I like Cleveland and Washington's defense as potential, like, you know, low-quality DFS starts. Yep, I actually, you know, I re- actually really like, the more I looked at this matchup, the more I think I really like uh, both Landry and and uh, OBJ. And it's because of Ronald Darby. Like, Ronald Darby yeah. since last season has just been getting toasted by everyone. Uh, he has not been very good. I, I just think, you know, 
I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's lost confidence because his rookie year and his sophomore year, he was really good. And then, you know, over the past two years, he's just been getting burnt on deep balls and just getting, you know, lost in the sauce. So I could see them attacking Ronald Darby in this game. So, you know, I don't mind either one of those. I know a lot of people are worried about, you know, Landry and all those guys because, you know, of the defense of the Washington Redskins. But, you know, I think that this is a game where, you know, Darby – sees a lot of OBJ, you know, them moving him over in different packages and things like that. And that could, that could be a bad, bad, you know, issue for Darby in this game. On the Redskins side of the ball, I'm not starting nobody. Like, you know, normally I would say Terry, you know, McLaurin? Terry McLaurin. I'll start Terry McLaurin. But other than that, I don't want anybody on this team. Like, Logan Thomas, I know a lot of people are going to say Logan Thomas because he's nah. been getting the targets, but I'm I'm not going to do that. I just no. Nah, I think there's so many. Uh, I, I I will say so far this year, the the theory of the tight end position being deep is has brain kind of true. Yep. So like Logan Thomas probably isn't a guy you need to start at this point. No. You know, like like some of those lower lower end tight ends, um, you know, have really worked out. Like Jonu Smith, Noah Fant. Uh, Gasecki, you know, you can start Jordan Reed this week because Kittle is out. You know, TJ Hawkinson's been pretty good. I have him ahead. Uh, Drew Sample, I have ahead of Logan Thomas. Uh, J- Jared Cook, all those guys have actually been really good so far this year. Uh, Hayden Hurst, another one. Like, so I doubt you even have to start Logan Thomas, despite the targets he's getting. There's there was so many. There's so many tight ends that that have been good. I doubt you need to start Logan Thomas because despite the targets he's getting, he hasn't been successful with them. Yep. And then Antonio Gibson, we saw what this Cleveland yeah. Browns team did to Joe Mixon. So, you know, I'm probably going to stay away from that. Um, yeah. You know, I, you probably have better options. I, I would consider him at a flex play, but you probably have better options that you can throw out there uh, considering where Gibson was drafted. Exactly. Then you you never know with all the injuries that happened last week. So, you know, Gibson is a potential flex for me. Yep. And then Dwayne Haskins is going to be a no go for me. So, you know, Steven Sims might be a guy that I thought think of like, you know, in maybe like your 14 teamers, but you know, he's questionable for this game. They're saying he's, you know, limping around in practice and not didn't have full practice yesterday, came back today, um was limited practice. So, we don't know exactly what the hell's going on there. So, I'm probably going to go ahead and say I'm not going to start Steven Sims. Uh, this week and that's basically it for the Washington Redskins and we still have a full minute yeah we don't even have to get into anything else on that I mean it's this is one of those games that doesn't really have it doesn't really have a lot to talk about nope so we're gonna hit the buzzer all right so next up is the Tennessee Titans and the Minnesota Vikings this is actually another one that could probably be pretty quick um so from the Titans side of the ball, I really like Ryan Tannehill this week. I have him ranked number 10, uh, you know, with the matchup against Minnesota, you know, knowing how Minnesota has been playing, you know, from their secondary spot, you know, I think that, that, that Tannehill could eat this defense up, you know, that he is missing AJ Brown, but you know, Corey Davis is, is, is a flex play if need be. You know, Jonu Smith, you can throw into your tight end position. Both of those guys have been pretty successful. Um, you know, if you want to go really deep, Adam Humphreys is another one that could that could probably see some targets this week. 
Uh, and of course, Derrick Henry, you know, you're never, never is leaving your lineup. Uh, you know, he definitely needs to improve. Uh, his first couple weeks haven't been great, but Henry is always a guy that kind of turns it on at the end of the year. Uh, he's, you know, he's still chugging while all these defenses start getting beat down towards the end of the year. And that's when Derrick Henry really makes his, makes his money. So, you know, what we've seen from Henry so far this year is actually pretty common for him. You know, last year was even last year. He wasn't great in the beginning of the year. He was better than he was this year. But if you look at him two years ago, like he really wasn't that good until like the last six weeks of the year. And then all of a sudden, the last six weeks of the year, he just turned it on and won people their leagues. But, you know, last year he was pretty good all year. This year he's kind of back to, you know, starting slow off the gate. So we'll see how he improves over the year. But he's never leaving your starting lineup. Yeah, so. I love actually love Corey Davis. You know, I, mean, I would not mind starting Corey Davis this week as an RB. Two, I mean, a wide receiver too, mm-hmm. uh, and that's because of the starting left, you know, corners for the, you know, the Minnesota Vikings, which is Corey Davis' side of the field, are both out. You know, I mean, they're both going to be out of this game, um, so they're actually starting a guy I've actually never even heard of before. Harrison Hand is the guy's name. Um, you know, Harrison Hand, I'll give you a little background on Harrison Hand. He was this year's Tell me about Mr. Hand. I know. Fifth round pick of the Minnesota Vikings from this year's draft. Uh 5'11, 297, 197 pounds. Uh guy out of Temple. So this is not the guy that I want guarding a uh resurging Corey Davis, who is six foot four. <laughs> you know, two, 220 pounds. You know what I mean? This is a big dude being guarded by a little guy uh, who was drafted in the fifth round for a Minnesota Viking teams that is really just kind of reeling at the cornerback position at this point. Um, so I actually do like that matchup. You know, it's probably going to be a matchup I, I utilize in DFS a lot this week. Uh, and I actually talked about it on my article. So... You know, very comfortable with Corey Davis, you know, comfortable with at the low end with, you know, like Kev said, you know, Adam Humphreys, Derrick Henry every week start, Ryan Tannehill, you know, is basically starting to become an every week start. He's getting to that point. Uh, and Jonu Smith, uh, I'm very, very comfortable with. I think Jonu could have a big game this week once again, um, especially now that he's getting targets because I just think he's that good. Yeah. On From Minnesota's side of the ball, it's really – Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, there ain't nothing else. You know, Thielen last week, you know, he wasn't very successful. I think he wound up with eight targets in the game, but, he, you know, he only had like – I think he only had like three or four catches for like 20 or 30 yards. It wasn't that good of a game for, for Thielen last week. Um, and Dalvin Cook, we need – See, the problem with Minnesota is that they've gotten behind in both of their games, and therefore Dalvin Cook isn't getting the kind of carries that we're used to seeing Dalvin Cook get. They need to stay in this game so we can see Dalvin Cook run the football. Uh, I actually would love to see. Like, this could be honestly an old-school ground-and-pound kind of game between Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook. Both of those guys could see, like, 25 carries uh, where you're just, you know, playing defense. The problem is, like – Minnesota's secondary is just so bad. It's just such a weakness that every team is going to take advantage of it. Mm, yep, I agree. You know, so, I, you know, I agree with Kev. I, I really don't have much to add other than, 
you know, I'm I love Dalvin Cook. I love Adam Thielen in this game. And if it ends up being a game script where the Titans get up to a lead real quick, like they did last week on the Jaguars, you know, this this and they start doubling Adam Thielen. You know, we saw what happened to Adam Thielen last week. He had a good matchup. He just, you know, they started double teaming the hell out of him and basically just didn't let him do anything. You know what I mean? So that's going to be the game script for a lot of teams. They need to get Dalvin Cook going in this game early and often. And you know what? We're going to have to see something out of BC Johnson or Justin Jefferson. Like one of these two guys got to step up. Like, and I don't know which guy it's going to be. But I do know I'm going to be very intently watching over these next two weeks to find out which one of these guys starts getting heavily targeted because they need to start heavily targeting somebody in this offense. And it wouldn't actually surprise me if Irv Smith starts, you know, they start playing a lot of 12-man personnel and Irv Smith starts, you know, developing a, you know, into something this year. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to do something. They're going to definitely have to do something to get that offense moving a little bit. Raiders and Patriots is our next game up. All right, so from the Raiders side of the ball, you know, I I have Josh Jacobs pretty low this week. Uh, I have Jacobs at 14. Um, I don't know where you have him, Steve, but, you know, to me, after what I saw last week, you know what I mean, just, you know, he was shut down, and I think that's kind of what they will do to kind of neutralize this offense is kind of put it on Derek Carr's shoulders and – you know, force him to make plays to, you know, anybody else. And in the past game, they're just going to have to try and take away, you know, take away Waller. But, you know, I doubt what you see last week is what you're going to see this week. You know, the, the Saints on the road are obviously a different team. Um, and now, you know, this team is going to New England. And I think it's just going to be a different story, uh, a little better defense than, you know, or just as good a defense but with the Saint with, you know, the Patriots. But, you know, to me – uh, you know, this, this is going to be a game where I think I could see Carr struggling despite coming off that good performance. Yep. I mean, the New England Patriots are not going to – they're just not going to go to play two bad games like that. I mean, Derek Carr is not Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is just yeah. unconscious right now. He's just playing out of his mind. So and you just can see it through the – like the long passes he was completing last week against this defense. This defense last year was not allowing those long those long type plays. And, you know, Russell Wilson, when you have a guy playing as good as Russell Wilson is playing right now, you know, it's it's hard to defend a team like that. Um, so I agree. I do think, you know, David Carr is or Derek Carr is going to have, you know, any close to a resemblance of what he played last week. I also, you know, what, what Bill Belichick does better than any other coach is he takes your strength, your, you know, your best strength away. So to me, you know, Darren Waller to me is the guy that he's probably worried about more than even more than Jacobs, because, you know, Jacobs is a guy that can, could do some damage, but, you know, Bill Belichick is always the guy that wants to take away your wide receiver threat and make you one dimensional. So he'll worry about the running game, you know, as a part of that. So I could see Darren Waller struggling in this game. And now that Henry Ruggs is actually out, you know, I just actually brought that up. He is out for this game. Yeah, he's out. Yep. So you're going to see Brian Edwards and Hunter Renfro. And, you know, to me, Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. You know, so to me, you know, I don't really want any pieces of this Raiders offense. You know, Jacobs, obviously, he's a must start every single week. You're not going to be super happy to start him in this game. But, you know, Darren Waller is another guy that, you know, is going to have me a little bit nervous. But he's the guy that you have to start every week because he just, he just has that kind of talent. So, you know, that's that's it for the Raiders side of the ball for me. 
Yeah, and on the Patriots side, at this point, Cam is a must-start. We've seen how good Cam's been playing. He's a must-start. Um, you know, the running back situation, obviously, I don't think anybody's really a start right now. Uh, nobody's been good. You know, no. Sony Michelle has had the opportunity. Cam's been running back, basically. Yeah, Sony Michelle's gotten gotten carries, but he has been good. James White, obviously, he you know he's dealing with you know the, with his parents, uh, so you know he doesn't look like he's going to play. I think he actually got ruled out. Um, you know, so this is probably going to be a Sony Michelle Rex Burkhead game. Uh, just the backfield is just can't do nothing with it i actually am really looking forward to damian harris getting back because if he is as good as what they were saying he was in, in training camp they really could use him uh to give a little extra jolt to the offense um you know julian edelman after what you saw last week i think is almost a must start you know the way cam was targeting him targeting him and, and getting the, him the ball down the field uh you know I, we we love to see that and you know, I think Edelman is at worst going to be a flex play this week, um, and to kill Harry to me isn't isn't a bad isn't a bad start. Honestly, the guy got twelve targets last week. Um, the one thing you the only issue I have with Harry is that he could potentially if if New England gets up in this game, they are going to run and run and run. Um, so. With that being the case, it might limit Nikhil Harry, but we saw Nikhil Harry get 12 targets last week. 12 targets. Not too many guys getting 12 targets in the NFL right now. So, to me, like, Nikhil Harry's a guy that, you know, could definitely be in your flex spot at some point. Um, I probably wouldn't be doing it this week. Um, you know, he's, I still got him a little low, but he's a guy, to me, that's going to, as the season progresses, um, definitely start being more looked at on rosters and if he's on your waiver wire i would pick him up right now yep i agree i don't really have any more to add you know you're starting cam you're starting sony i mean you're starting uh you know julian edelman you're starting to kill harry as a flex if you absolutely need him and that's it yep all right 49ers and giants all right, so on this one, I think Nick Mullins is the start of the week. No, I'm uh, <laughs> yeah. kidding, obviously. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is obviously one of the starts. A, you know, he could be one of those guys that fills in this week and has a huge week. Uh, you know, Jeff Wilson, we, you know, we've been hearing that he could possibly have a role getting, you know, early down carries, excuse me. Uh, whew, but, um, you know, to me, I think McKinnon's going to be more of the guy – uh, and, and Wilson will kind of just spell them as the as the game goes on, um, you know. So McKinnon is in my start. I have McKinnon at twenty. Where where do you have McKinnon, Steve? Oh, I have him much higher. I think I have him at thirteen. Yeah, I have McKinnon at running back thirteen. Yep, over guys yeah. like Chris Carson, Joe Mixon, Kareem Hunt, David Montgomery, uh, James Conner, Todd Gurley, uh, David Johnson. I have him in front of all those guys. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So there you have it. You know, Steve says he's dead. He's the highest RB2 you got. <laughs> so. Yep. Yep. I love, right. I love what I saw from McKinnon last week. And, yeah. you know, if the guy gets 15 touches, I think he's going to be worth every, every bit of those touches against these Giants. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, Jordan Reed, if you're looking for a tight end, I think Jordan Reed is a start, but you're not starting any receivers on this team. So nope. basically you're only starting Jarek McKinnon, and that is it. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, from the Giants' side of the ball, um, 
I'm I have not liked what I've seen from Daniel Jones. You know, nope. he was a potential breakout candidate, and to me, he is just he is a turnover waiting to happen. Uh, you know, so to me, you know, he's a guy that's fading quick. Probably going to wind up on on some you know in the free agent pool uh, if he's not there already. Uh, the running back situation is so cloudy right now. I'm not, I, you can't start anybody, you know, you, you don't know what Devonte Freeman is going to do, uh, coming in here. Deion Lewis is probably going to get most of the work I would assume in his, in the first week, but I'm not starting Deion Lewis. He wasn't even successful last week when he got the carries. Wayne Gallman was actually out last week. Uh, he was a, he was a healthy scratch. So we know how much this team loves Wayne Gallman every year when Saquon, if you know, Saquon gets hurt. So, you know, he came in last year and took touches away. So we don't know how the, what this running back uh, backfield is going to look like. So none of them are being started. Um, you know, so you basically are started, you know, basically left with Slayton or, or Tate. Um, you know, Slayton is definitely a potential flex play. Uh, Tate, you know, same, but you probably have better options than what you've seen from Golden Tate through the first couple games. Obviously, game one, he was out. Uh, last week, he wasn't. He didn't have the greatest game. And you're obviously starting Evan Ingram if you have him. You know, he's basically a guy that um, has done pretty well. You know, his first game wasn't great, but last week he obviously picked it up. So, you know, and the first game they played Pittsburgh. So, yeah, it's not. It's not pretty. Honestly. No. This you know, game is actually not a fantasy game. No. <laughs> it's, it's like, no, holy it's, shit. You know, especially because even with the 49ers banged up as they were last week, they still were actually playing pretty well on defense. You know what I mean? They, they, you know, I know they were playing the Jets, so you can't really be like, oh, my God, they were killing the Jets. But, you know, in the same breath, they still look like a game that could that, that could make some stops and – like Kev said, I'm not scared of this Giants offense. So, you know, Devontae Freeman, you can't start because you can't trust him yet. Deion Lewis, you know, I know he got you like, I think it was something like 17 fantasy points last week because he had a whole bunch of catches. But, you know, he did not look good at all. And they were in catch-up mode trying to win at the end of that game. So, I, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with that. Uh, you know, the one guy on this team that I actually think could have a really good game in this game is Golden Tate. You know what I mean? I really like Golden Tate this week. I think Golden Tate will get used early and often to try to move the ball with this running game not being really relevant, you know what I mean, because they don't know who's going to make the starts. Um, but, yeah, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram are two guys that I actually like in this game. Other than that, you know, Darius Slayton is the new number one guy, you know, with, with uh, Sterling Shepard being out. And I, you know, I liked him when he was seeing number two coverage, but I don't know how much I like him when he's seeing number one coverage. And, uh, you know, I know Richard Sherman is not in this game, but still, it, it makes me a little bit nervous. All right. So there you have that one. Not yep. much to add. Man, there's some bad fantasy games on uh, in the one o'clock slate, huh? You ain't lying. We're a whole minute. We still have a whole minute left. We're going to buzzer it. <laughs> And another one, Eagles and Bengals. Oh, <laughs> so, my God. It's ex just so many exciting games this week, guys. Yeah, so um, from the Bengals side of the ball, you know, Joe Burrow is not at the point yet where we're starting him. Uh, you know, this one he has a potential to have a pretty good game, but, you know, uh, Nicole Roby Coleman on Tyler Boyd. You know, Nicole Roby Coleman's been pretty good in the slot for the last couple of years. Darius Slay will be on AJ Green. That'll be a good matchup. So, you know, he does have tough matchups out there. Uh, 
you know, Joe Mixon is obviously going to be in your lineup every week, but this Eagles run defense, especially if Fletcher Cox is out there, you know, look for more of the same of what you've been getting from Mixon, um, especially with this with his offensive line because they look terrible. Oh, uh, so this one, this one's a little like like I said, you know, for me, Drew Sample might be the best start for this team <laughs> because we've seen this Eagles, you know. Um, <clears throat> We see Nathan Jerry just getting destroyed by the tight ends in the first couple weeks for the Eagles. So, you know, last week, you know, Tyler Tyler Higby gets three touchdowns. Uh, in week one, Logan, Logan Thomas was the number one receiver for uh, the Redskins. So, yeah, I, I think Drew Sample uh, is probably the one that I'm – I don't want to say I'm most, most high on, but to definitely I think could, could definitely outperform his – rank you know what i mean i feel like you know i have i have um i have tyler boyd at 29 so he's like a potential flex i have aj green at 35 i'm not high on aj green this week at all because he was basically shut down by denzel ward and darius slay is better than denzel ward so this could be a tough game for aj um in my opinion uh and that's pretty much it from cincinnati side of the ball Yep. Like like I I said, Joe Mixon, you just got to temper your expectations. Hopefully, similar to last year, this this line will start to get it together, and and Mixon will have a lot better games. And they need to utilize him in the passing game. He was actually good in the passing game last week, and I don't know why. Like all of a sudden, in the end, they started using Giovanni Bernard. It's like why not just use Joe Mixon and give him the ball? He's not a bad pass catcher. Mm, I understand Bernard; that's his role. But Joe Mixon is is a stud running back. Get him the ball in the passing game. Yep, I agree. I don't really have too much to add. Uh, honestly, I think I think Kev's right about Sample. I think if he's going to be the number one corner, I mean, the runner, yeah, number one tight end for this team, he's going to see targets. You know, Tyler Boyd to me is an every week start. AJ Green, you know, it sucks, but you know, you probably don't have too many more better options than AJ, so you're probably starting him also. Joe Mixon, same scenario, and you know, Burrow is just not. We don't know, you know, he's not going to throw 60 passes again in this game. So, you know, it's hard for me to trust Joe Burrow this week. Uh, on the Eagles side of the ball, you know, Miles, yeah, <laughs> Miles. Miles Sanders. <laughs> and I honestly, I actually do oh, think Carson good. Wentz can have a good game in this game. If, if they start throwing the ball to Deshaun Jackson more often and earlier in the game. You know what I mean? Like, they just need to... They need to win games. Like at this point, it's it's you have to win these games. There's no more, yeah. you know. There's no more, you know. Hey, you know, this guy's being punished for whatever the hell reason they're punishing him for. I don't give a shit about, you know, any of that. You know what I mean? If you want to play, make the playoffs this year, you need to start targeting your best players. Deshaun Jackson is clearly the best wide receiver for this Eagles team. You know, they need to get him involved. And with no Jalen Rager, he should see at least ten targets every single game. You know what I mean? Uh, the the two tight ends they should never be not be in a two end tight end set if you ask me they should see man, 12 man personnels every single snap because you know your two best weapons you know other than Deshaun Jackson are Ertz and Goddard so they should never not be in two man you know 12 man sets so you know I like both of those guys this week Ertz and Goddard you know I do think that the Eagles are going to try to have to move the ball and Miles Sanders is going to be the way they do it you know, him catching balls out of the backfield, him running the ball. We saw how the Bengals are one of the worst tackling teams I might have ever seen on a football field uh, in the National Football League. So, you know, I like I like what I've seen, you know, from this Bengals team to not tackle anyone. And, you know, this 
Eagles team should be able to take advantage of that. So I do think Carson Wentz finally gets back on the, you know, he's a good, good quarterback train. He's owner graces for real. <laughs> yeah, I, I said yesterday, like, DFS, Deshaun Jackson's 5,200. I could see Deshaun catching seven or eight balls in this game. And this could be the game where he gets a buck 50 and goes for two touchdowns. I just see it happening. It's coming, guys. Um, All right. So that's pretty much wraps up that one. Let's move on to the next game. All right. Texans and Steelers. All right. So... Deshaun Watson is obviously a start every week, but this one's this one's just not a good one. No. I have him ranked at 11. Where do you have Watson this week, Steve? I have Deshaun Watson outside of my top 12. Deshaun Watson. Would you start Watson or Tannehill? Tannehill. You would you would bench Tannehill. Or I, was, bench yeah, I would bench Watson for Tannehill. Tannehill. Yep, I actually have them one spot apart. I have Deshaun Watson at 13 and Tannehill at 12. Yeah. Just crazy. I mean, uh, if you were expecting a huge year from Watson, this just, this is just not. To be honestly, this had to be expected because yeah. you started with freaking Kansas City, uh, Baltimore, and now Pittsburgh. Yeah. So if you drafted Watson, you had to look at the schedule and say, "Oh, this could start off pretty rough." Uh, so. You know, you're definitely not getting off on the right foot with your fifth or sixth round draft pick. But, nope. uh, you know, I think better days are ahead for Watson. This is just, a, you know, not a good week. And Will Fuller was banged up. I think he's going to play. But, you know, he got banged up in last week's game. Brandon Cooks looked a lot better last week than he did in week one. So that's mm -hmm. good news. Yep. Uh, but, you know, none of these guys, honestly, like I have, da I have David Johnson at 23. And I am really not even excited about that. <laughs> yep i agree i have david johnson i think just about that low 22 no 21 i am at 21 and you know i had to really fight to put him in front of leonard fournette and melvin gordon and yeah. the only reason i did in front of those two guys is because melvin gordon is going up against tampa bay which is the best run defense in football and melvin and uh leonard fournette is going up against denver which is also a very good run defense we saw what they did to leonard fournette you know, week one, really, he only had that big 40-yard run, you know, doesn't score on it, but he, you know, he had a 40-yard run in that game. If it wasn't for that, he wouldn't even have gone over 100. I think it was, it might have been 25 yards or something like that, but it was one big run in that game that he, you know, broke 100 yards, so, you know, yeah, and he had, I think, 30 carries in that game, 31 or yeah, something crazy. Henry. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, the so run... The run defense is good. They gave up that long run also to James Conner last week. You know, what I mean, if it wasn't for that long run with James Conner last week, they hold him to under 100 yards. I think it would only have been like 60 yards, really. Uh, so, you know, the Denver Bronco defense I do think is good. So that's why I have Leonard Fournette where I have him. So I have David Johnson in front of both of those guys just because, you know, I think that he'll probably be more used than those guys in the passing game because, you know, he, he what they were trying to use him last week in the passing game. You know, Deshaun and him just, you know, kind of he kind of missed him on the, on a long, could have been 30, 40 yard, you know, gainer that he just overthrew him. So, you know, I do think eventually that's going to get worked out and they're going to figure those those throws out and he'll he'll complete those balls to him coming up. So, uh, you know, which is why I have Johnson at 21. But, you know, back to this game. Honestly, it makes me real nervous to really play anybody on the Texans, and it's because how good this Steelers defense is, yeah. man. This defense is scary. This is one of those defenses, you know, that, you know, I don't really take into account 
a whole lot for defense for most teams. But did you see what this tech, what this Pittsburgh Steelers did to the Giants offensive line in week one and Saquon? I think they tackled Saquon for like nine losses. Like it was like nine tackles for a loss. That's insane. And even last week, you know, Mel, Melvin Gordon ends up getting, you know, having a pretty good game because he catches that touchdown. But before he catched, caught that touchdown, he didn't really do nothing. Like they were bottling him up. And I do think the Denver Broncos offensive line is very good, you know, especially run blocking. So, you know, I don't know, man. I, I I don't think this Texans offensive line is very good at, at, at really anything. I don't think they're a good run stopping team or run blocking team. I don't think they're a good pass blocking team. That you know, this offensive line is very suspect to me. And with the weapons that this Pittsburgh Steelers defense has, you know, it's just this is going to be a long day for the Texans. Yep, I agree. And from Pittsburgh side of the ball, it's completely opposite. Start everybody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, start, start them all. all. Yeah, I have Ben at number six this week. I am yeah. really high on Big Ben. Uh, Connor for me is at fifteen. Uh, I have Juju at number five. I have Deontay Johnson at number twenty-three. Yep. So like, I'm high on all four of those guys, man. Start them all. Start them mm, all. Yep. Roll them out there. I agree. I have Deontay Johnson at where's Deontay? Deontay is at. I know he's high up there. I have Deontay Johnson at 17. I have Juju at 5. I have Connor at, let's see, 18. And I have Big Ben at 9, right above Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, just shows you how, how, you know, we think this game is going to go. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you're – not much to add, you know. You're no. starting. You're starting these guys. Like <laughs> Pittsburgh's offense, you know, can be has been pretty good through the first couple of weeks, and Houston's defense has been terrible. So, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up this one. Let's move on to the next one. Jets and Colts. That was actually right on time too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Exactly four minutes on that one. Holy crap! That was good. Cause this one ain't gonna take four minutes. Jets and Colts. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I just got to say, man, I just have to say this before we start the timer again, because this is the most ass week of games maybe it I could ever is. remember. Holy shit, this, this is be, terrible. Like, you know what's gonna be crazy is that there's gonna be a ton of really good close games. I know. Watch, like this, like you're looking at this week and it's like, man, this game sucks. This game sucks. This game sucks. I guarantee you, we turn on Sunday and there's like close games. It'll be the uh, uh, what's the dude? What's the dude from Red Zone? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I, for, yeah. I forget his name all the time, but yeah. he'll be he'll be Hanson, something Hanson. Yeah, yeah, Scott Hanson. Scott he'll be, Hanson. He'll be on Red Zone. Like we're down to the wire with seven of the one o'clock <laughs> games, all within one score, within you know, with six minutes left, and you're like, well, Jesus. this turned into a pretty good week off of some shitty games. But. Yeah, for real. Jets and Colts. So from the Jets, I ain't starting no one. Nobody. <laughs> Yo, bro, I was sitting here looking at the Jets, and I'm like, who would I start? There's literally no one. I would no not, one. Start not start anybody anyone. on this team. Like, nobody. Not even Frank Gore. And he had 23 Frank touches Gore last week. the only one that you could potentially start. And, and that's, uh, that's nope. stretching it. Like, if you're starting Frank Gore, Your you're struggling. Sucks. Bro, your yeah, team sucks. I'm, just, I'm not even going to say struggling. Your team sucks. If you are starting Frank Gore, you are in deep trouble. You need yeah. to make some trades immediately. Yeah. Um, 
And then Crowder's out, so he'd be the only receiver. You know, yeah. Crowder and Perriman are both out. You know, Dude, they got they got Denzel Mins has shown nothing, and Herndon was a complete bust last week. Yeah, so. Herndon only was out for like I think it was like twenty nine percent of pass plays. Like he's literally your best weapon, and you got him blocking the entire game. Like what it's the happens. hell are they what doing? What would you expect? Bro, <laughs> what would you terrible, expect? bro. They are right, terrible. Nobody on the Jets. I'm starting. No. If I can avoid starting anyone, I'm not starting no one on the Jets. Nope. Moving on to the Colts. Start everybody. <laughs> I see Jonathan Taylor having a monster oh game. I have Jonathan God. Taylor as my number four running back this week. Yeah, he's gonna I am on. high on Taylor. Uh, I think that Taylor, you know, could just, you know, blow up. This could be a game where he gets 25, 30 carries and has 125, 140 yards, somewhere around there. Yeah, I got uh, five, hopefully two so touchdowns. This could be a great – this could be a big game for Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, I know you talked about Hines yesterday. I actually am not high on Hines, yep. and the reason I'm not is because of last week. When this team's winning and got up, they used Wilkins and didn't use Hines in the game at all, really. So mm-hmm. that kind of worries me a little bit about Hines. So, uh, you know, for me, like, Taylor's a start. You know, Phillip Rivers, if you're looking for a, for a guy, I have Phillip Rivers at 16. Yeah, if you're looking Rivers. for a guy to start, you know, Phillip Rivers could potentially be a start, but it's just – I just don't ever want to start Phillip Rivers no, <laughs> like, because, for real. you know, he's got a good matchup. But, man, the dude could throw two picks in any game. Even if they could win by 40 points and Phillip Rivers would still have two interceptions. Yep, which is why I got him at uh, 19. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we talked about T.Y. yesterday. I have T.Y. at 21 this week. I think T.Y. is due for a big week, and this is going to be uh, one of those weeks where he goes off for, you know, 100 yards and, you know, a touchdown. Yep, I got him at 24. So I have him just inside the top 24, and I agree. I think, you know, I'm not guaranteeing it with him being ranked 24, but I have a good feeling about this week. Yeah, so T.Y. and Taylor are really the only players you're starting in this game at all. Um, they're saying Jack Doyle is going to be playing, uh, but after what we saw from Mo Alley-Cox last week, we don't know really how that tight end situation is going to pan out. And honestly, you know, um, Frank Reich has been one of the staples of the two tight end set. So these guys could both could be out there getting targets. We'll just have to wait and see on that one. So really in this game, to me, the only guys are starting are Taylor and, and T.Y. You know, I know a lot of guys, you know, are probably liking Hines after week one, but Hines just didn't see the field at all last week, uh, despite, you know, his week one. And that's because they were winning the game the whole week. And if that the whole, you know, if that's going to be the case against the Jets, I just don't know if anything's going to be different. Yeah, I I mean the reason I like Hines is I do think they, you know, I think last week they they used Jordan Wilkins really. They weren't using Jordan Wilkins until like after halftime and it was basically because they were just giving Taylor breathers. Like Taylor had a bunch of carries in that first half, yeah. like a lot of carries. And I think at that point they were up by by halftime they were up by two, I think 17 points. You yeah. know what I mean? So I don't think they really needed to throw the ball out of the backfield to Hines, which could again once again happen this week, but you know, I do think that the Jets' offense or defensive line is better than what they showed last week. I mean, they they left a lot of big runs, which is just terrible. But you know, I don't think they have to worry about the speed of the running backs. You know, because Jonathan Taylor is fast as he is. Like when he gets in the open field, you ain't catching him. But it takes him a little bit to get up to that speed. He reminds me a lot of Derrick Henry uh, when it comes to getting up to speed. 
Um, but, you know, he's definitely got more burst than Henry does. But, you know, Jonathan Taylor, I do think, is going to get a bunch of carries. And I think Naeem Hines is that quick, quick titch, yeah, quick twitch guy that should give this jets off or defense just a little bit of a little bit issue so i like all those guys and if you're in a deeper leagues i don't mind zach pascal um you know zach pascal always seems to be a guy that catches a damn touchdown when you don't want him to because you have ty hilton and he's he's (laughs) catching the touchdown so you know i wouldn't mind starting zach pascal on this one all right hit that buzzer all right let's do this buzzer All right, Panthers and Chargers. That Chargers. Um, oh my God, this is going to be a slaughter. Yeah, I have a feeling too. I, yeah. I'm I'm excited to watch this game honestly because I want to see Justin Herbert, uh, and see if last week was not just a fluke. You know, him getting thrown in last minute against the you know the Chiefs, and you know I, I want to see his second game honestly. Uh, from the Panther side of the ball. DJ Moore and pretty much it, you know, Mike Davis, obviously if you picked him up, but I don't like Mike Davis this week against his Chargers defense. It's kind of a scary situation. You know, for me, I have Davis at 28. So for me, he's just, you know, potential flex play. And honestly, I would play Josh Kelly over Mike Davis if I had both of those guys. So yeah, to me, I like, I don't even know if I like, I have like the more I think about DJ Moore, like the more I just want to lower him more. I have him at fifteen. You know what I mean? That's I, where I have him. I think I'm probably gonna drop him lower. I, I mean because I'm looking at the guys that I have in behind him. I got Chark behind him, what obviously Chark didn't play, so I gotta scratch that one off. But I got Deontay Johnson, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, Robert Woods, John Brown. Like I think I trust all those guys more than I trust, you know, DJ in this game. And the reason being is not only have they not been a great, you know, passing team last week? They both get a hundred yards with him and Anderson, but this week they're probably going to be missing Russell Okun, who you know is their left tackle, and Dennis Daly is also you know their starting left guard, and he's going to be out of the game. I mean, he's already been. I think I think they already said he's out. So you got your starting left tackle and your starting left guard out of this game against a defense that we saw last week held the world champs to twenty-one points. Like, I don't know if I feel comfortable starting these dudes. Like, I really don't. So, you know, um, yeah, I'm, this is probably a situation I'm just going to stay away from, honestly. I, I, I just don't know if I want to play any Carolina Panthers. I, I, you know, if you have DJ, you have to start him just because, you know, where you drafted him. But, you know, I'm not starting Robbie. I'm not starting, like, you know, Mike Davis. I'm not starting Teddy Bridgewater, Curtis, Tom, you know, Curtis Samuels, Ian Thomas. None of those guys are getting getting in my lineups, period. Yeah, um, not this week. Um, from the Chargers side of the ball, you know, you're starting. You, you definitely can't start Herbert yet, but, you know, better. there could be good times ahead for that guy. Um, Eckler and uh, Josh Kelly, both of those guys to me are potential starts. You can throw Kelly in your flex. Um, be happy with that. Um, Keenan Allen. RB1, bro. Eckler's an RB1 this week. Oh yeah, I, I have Eckler. Eckler's. Hi, dog. I so think I have, I. Eckler, I have, I have Eckler number two. I have I number two. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I love. I have Kamara, Eckler, Cook, Taylor, Henry. That's my five. Yeah, I got Zeke, Kamara, Cook, Eckler, Tom, Taylor. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, this is this this is a game where Eckler could could go off, and, and I like Kelly in this week. Like I said, he's he can start him in your flex if you need to as well. Um. 
you know, who, who else? We got Keenan Allen. You're obviously starting Keenan Allen uh, in this game. Hunter Henry, you're definitely starting in this game. Um, and Mike Williams, you probably cannot start after what we saw last week, you know, really was not being looked at at all by, by, uh, by Justin Herbert, you know, so basically that's it. You know, you're starting the running backs and you're starting Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry, uh, in this one. Um, and yep. definitely starting the chargers defense to me, oh, yeah. chargers defense is the top five defense this week. Yep. And I know they're probably going to be see, and Melvin Ingram is, they're saying that he might not play in this game. Yeah. Uh, he's listing as doubtful, but eh, they still have more than enough to, uh, to say that. Don't bother me. Yeah. Don't what bother you me just, at all. What'd you just say, man? The left side of the whole left side is out. Yeah, <laughs> out. Is and you're going to have Joey Bosa on that side. Joey Bosa plays yeah. over, over that side of the field. So, oof, Eesh. this is going to be, this is going to be a problem. This is going to be a big, 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 big issue for the Panthers. I feel bad for the Panthers this week. Yep. All right. So here comes that Bowser. As soon as I can get it up. <laughs> All right, so the Lions and the Cardinals. Ugh. All right, so Another from one. the Lions side of the ball, um, not starting Stafford. I mean, he's not a bad start. I mean, if you need to start him, you can, you know, but he's kind of middle of the pack to me. I have him at 14 this week. Um, you're not starting any of the running backs, you know. Kenny Galladay, I have a – I moved him up. I had him high. Yeah, I have Kenny Galladay at number 14. So I'm, you know, I'm all in on Galladay. You know, he's back. He's actually said he's not 100%. So it's definitely something you're going to have to pay attention to. But, you know, if he's in if he's in there, you're starting him, you know, because uh, we just we've seen Patrick Peterson last week with with Terry McLaurin just getting getting roasted. So, you know. Patrick Peterson is not the same cornerback he once was, and I like Galladay in any matchup. Yep. Uh, Marvin Jones, I have at 36. So, you know, eh, potential flex if you need to, but not somebody I'd be jumping to start. Uh, and I actually have TJ Hawkinson at 15 in this one, despite the fact that he's playing the Cardinals. We know that's typically been a – bad team against the tight end but this year they seem to have shorted up a little bit so you know we're gonna see what tj can do this week i have but i haven't been 15 yep i agree i have tj hawkinson just a little bit higher than you i got him at 12 so okay. you know i do have him, you as actually have him as top 12 tight end yep where do you have galladay ranked this week uh, I believe it's 15 let me see kenny galladay 15 yep so there you go. We're both. I have him. No, nope, I'm lying. Fourteen. Fourteen. Wow, well, we both have him at fourteen. So Kenny Galladay start is Kenny Galladay and possibly T.J. Hawkinson and and Marvin Jones in this one. Uh, if you need a good if you need a quarterback, Matt, you know maybe you're playing. You know I, I would start Stafford over Drew Brees this week personally. You know with with no Michael Thomas, it doesn't seem like Thomas is going to play. And we know Green Bay's corners have been pretty good in the last year or so. So. You know, and after and what we've seen the first couple of weeks from Breeze, you might be interested in looking at another quarterback uh, option for yourself. Hopefully, Tannehill was on your waiver wire. Um, oh, real. But uh, from the Arizona side of the ball, you're starting everyone. Um, Kyler Murray, I have as my number two quarterback. Um, Kenyon Drake, I have as my number seven running back. DeAndre Hopkins is my number one receiver. 
Um, and that's pretty much it. Kirk, Christian Kirk is out of this game. So, you know, if, if you need a flex, Larry Fitzgerald could possibly be a good guy. And if you're looking for a dart throw tournament DFS, Andy Isabella. Yep. That just mean D-Hop going to get like 37 targets in this game. I 100% <laughs> agree. DeAndre Hopkins might be might break a record for most targets in a game. For real. He's, ca- he's breaking the catch record this week. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah sorry. Sorry, Jeff. Sorry, Jeffrey Okuda. Uh, <laughs> and I think Trufant is out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he is out. Yep. Out well, of this game. Yeah. Oh, man. I know, I know I've seen Trufant injured, so... Either Trufon's banged up or he's out. So yeah, nah. sorry, Doubt- sorry, he's Jeffrey Okuda, your third game, you go up against DeAndre Hopkins. Good luck, my yeah, brother. He is he is doubtful for the game, so he is not going to play in this one. All right, so that pretty much wraps this one up. I mean, there ain't much more you got to say. No, nope. you know, Arizona's been so good so far. Uh, yeah, so one thing I will say is I really, really, really agree with Kev. I do like Kenyon Drake this week a lot. Yeah. I think Kenyon Drake is going to, going to do his thing. So if you've been holding on to the hope that Kenyon's going to have his huge game, it's coming. All right. Next game up is the Buccaneers and Broncos. All right. So in this one, um, where do you have Brady? I have Brady at 16. Yeah, I got Brady low. I got him. I might be and, lower. And than honestly, that. Uh, seventeen. This could be this could be a good game for Brady. I mean, honestly, the, the Denver's given up some yards in the passing game despite having that good secondary. But I just don't touch, trust Brady. I don't trust Brady exactly. <laughs> I just don't trust. At Brady. least this game, he gets. We get to see what he gets with with his receivers out there and healthy. You know, Godwin will be back and healthy. Evans week one was banged up. He'll be out there and healthy. So we'll get to see what he looks like with both of those guys. Scotty Miller will be in the slot. He'll have both of the tight ends. You know, the only player he's missing is Justin Watson. And, you know, is it that big of a deal? So uh, for me, you know, Brady is kind of a wait and see because, you know, you don't know what you're going to get from him. Is he really hitting that cliff right now? But like I said, he's just a wait and see. Uh, if you have a better option, you know, I, I would start Stafford, Tannehill. Uh, I would have started Gardner Minshew. That probably would have been a bad call. But um, those guys are all would have all been started above him, you know, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I have Leonard Fournette at 22. Where do you have Leonard Fournette at? Uh, I just said it. I have Leonard. Yeah, also, 22. Yep. 22. Okay, so right we- behind David Johnson. Yeah, I have him one spot ahead of David Johnson, but you know, basically, like I'm hoping to to see Fournette take this job over, uh, you know, and, and that's 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 pretty much all I can say. You know, I, I'm just hoping that this game he comes out takes this job over, or, and you know, if that's what's going to happen, that's what's going to happen. I, I was a Ronald Jones believer before the year, and I do think that if he was the running back, he would be doing pretty well. But unfortunately, they went out and got a better running back, so. Um, yep. Yeah. Both of these, I, both of these receivers are a start. I have Godwin at at 11 and I have Mike Evans as my number two wide receiver this week. I I like Evans this week. Um, I just think that, you know, him and Brady showed a really good connection last week. And I think you can start to see more of that this week. Yep. I have Mike Evans at 10 and I have Chris Godwin at 14, but that's only because I uh, wasn't sure if he was going to 100% be playing when I did my ranks earlier this week, and now I know he's playing, so I'm probably going to move him up to 
I'll probably have them 9 and 10. I'll probably move him right ahead of Mike Evans. Yeah. And you're not starting either tight end. You know, we haven't seen anything from Howard or, or Gronk that has showed you that they are worthy of a start. Yep. Um, then from the Broncos side of the ball, mm. you mm. got to start Gordon, but you can't be happy about it. You know, yep. Melvin Gordon, I have at 24 this week. So, you know, like I said, you know, you're just not happy about having to start Melvin Gordon this week. Um, but he is like an RB2 for me. Um, you know, Jerry Judy, I have fairly, I have 38, you know, with Jeff Driscoll out there. Uh, the only guy, so therefore, like I would start Noah fan. I actually have fan at 14 though, in this matchup going up against Tampa Bay. So, you know, but what we've seen from Fant has showed pretty good. So like that shows that goes to show how deep tight ends really been this so far this year is that Noah Fant, who's a guy who's been really good. I have it 14, uh, in this matchup. So, you know, really the top 15 tight ends that in my rankings are all startable guys. Yep. I agree. I don't Actually, really, 16. yeah, I have all, I have Tyler Eifert at 16. So, you know, I thought he was a, like, I, like I told you guys, I, I thought those, those guys were startable. You know what I mean? I, you know, yeah. it's Logan Thomas and Jared cook and Hayden Hurst ahead of those guys. So, you know what I mean? I just, all those guys are startable to me. I mean, all those guys are, yeah. you know, I can throw in your lineup. So where do you have fan at this week? I have fan at ten. Okay, so you have fan as a starting tight end. Yep. Um, he's just outside for me, but like I said, you can you can start any of those guys at this point. They've all been pretty good. Yep. Um, where do you have Judy at? I have Judy. I have Judy pretty actually pretty low this week. I have Judy at thirty-seven, just outside wide receiver three. Yeah, I have him at thirty-eight. So right there, she goes to show you, like you're only starting Fant and Gordon. Um, and Tampa Bay's defense, I have a number two this week. So, so I do I. like Bucks defense. Yep. All right. Pittsburgh one, Tampa Bay two, Indianapolis three. All right. Cowboys and Seahawks. Now, this is a good one. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Finally. I I honestly think that this could be a boat race, though. <laughs> like I think Seattle could jump out and just – I think Seattle is going to score at will in this game. I don't think there's literally nothing, nobody that can stop them uh, on the cow from the Cowboys side of the ball. Their linebackers are shredded, so I do think Carson's going to have a good game. Nobody's stopping Russ right now. He's on a mission. He wants to win that MVP award for real. So right now, like you know, to me, from the Seahawks side of the ball, you can start Carson. You can start. You're definitely starting Russ. You're definitely starting Carson, and you can start both wide receivers and feel very comfortable that you're going to be, you know, in really good shape. Yeah, I have an actual stack on. I have a stack in DFS on my one of my DK lineups where I have Russ, Tyler, Lockett, and DK Metcalf and Greg Olson. I have all four of those guys in my in my one lineup because I think all those guys could be very good this week. And it actually, I still had enough money to get a couple of really good players in there. So you know, I'm I'm kind of happy with game stacking this game. Yep, and from the Cowboys side of the ball. Um, I have Zeke at six. He's not leaving your lineup. I have Dak at four. He's never leaving your lineup. Uh, you know, the receivers, I have Amari Cooper at number six. Uh, I have CeeDee Lamb at 22. And I have Michael Gallup a little lower at 33 because CeeDee Lamb has just seemed to take away all those second, you know, that second, uh, you know, number two option targets. Uh, but I think Dak's going to have to throw a lot to keep up with, 
you know, the Seahawks in this game. So, you know, to me, I, this is a game where I, I could see, you know, a lot of stats for the for the receivers. Uh, and obviously Zeke's going to get his. But uh, where do you have the receivers ranked? I have Amari Cooper at, let me see, wide receiver nine. I have the next one is Ty Lockett at 11, DK Metcalf at 14, and then it drops a little ways to CeeDee Lamb at 26, and Michael Gallup at 31. There you go. So potentially all these guys could be in your lineup. Uh, you know, Dalton Schultz, I wouldn't be starting Dalton Schultz this week. However, you know, he, he's, he's potential for a touchdown every week. We saw with Jason Witten ever last year when they get into the red zone, uh, you know, Dallas likes to use their tight end. So, uh, but Dalton Schultz with all the tight ends we've seen, we've mentioned and, and seen this year as potentials, you know, that have been really good. Dalton Schultz is not the guy that I'm starting this week. And Yep, that agree. pretty much wraps up that game. I mean, there's like this one. I'm excited to watch this one. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I do think that the Seahawks could jump out and get a lead, uh, but this could be a, a really high scoring game because we really don't know what the what the Seahawks defense is. I mean, you met Cam Newton shredded him. Cam yep. Newton shredded the Seahawks defense, yep. and you know this Cowboys team has much better weapons in the passing game. And Shaquille you know, Griffin has given up the third most passing yards of any cornerback in football. And Quinton Dunbar, for as good as PFF said he was last year, and I agree, I thought he did play very well last year. Quinton Dunbar has given up the seventh most wide receiver yards in the league this year. So to me, this is, you know, this could be a huge Dak game. You know, if you were, you know, if you're starting Russell Wilson in DFS a whole lot. You know, I would also counteract that with Dak Prescott and, you know, the Cowboys wide receivers if you're trying to do another game stack. Stack it both ways in this game because this game could just be an outrageous amount of passing yards. Yeah, the like, it's no real analysis. I mean, basically we're just – what we told – like, it's pretty easy for these two teams. Like, you're starting the four guys we mentioned on, on Seattle and you're starting, you know – Dak, Zeke, and Cooper for sure. CeeDee Lamb has almost made himself a, a start every week at this point. You know, he's a potential flex, I think, for Steve. I have him as a wide receiver, too. You know, Gallup is more the issue. Uh, we're going to need to see more from Gallup just because, you know, he hasn't really done much in his first couple weeks uh, other than you know, draw a, pa- a pass interference on Jalen Ramsey that cost him the game. For real. A BS pass interference. So, For real. yeah, th- this one, as good as the game could be, there's not really much analysis we can really give you on it because it's the guys you're starting are so obvious, you know, mm. from a fantasy perspective. I agree. Let's do that next one. Packers and Saints. All right. So in this one with – I don't know what's going on with Devontae Adams, and I don't th- – something tells me he's not going to play. And that makes me really worried <laughs> about Aaron Rodgers. He's been really good through the first couple games. He's got over 600 yards and six touchdowns. But without Devontae Adams, playing the, the, the Saints secondary is really makes me a little worried. 
So definitely not something I'm, I'm excited about. You know, we saw the Saints last week get shredded, but they got shredded by the tight end. And Green Bay don't have a tight end that is really worth noting of, you know, Jace Sternberger or, or any of those guys. But, you know, so if Devontae Adams ain't out there, it's definitely got something that has me a little bit worried. Um, Aaron Jones is another guy, you know, we saw what this defense did to Josh Jacobs last week. Um, I do think Aaron Jones is going to be used a ton in the passing game. You know, Jamal Williams will probably get some pass catches. Uh, so they're going to try, that's probably what they'll try to do is neutralize, you know, you, you use the running game to neutralize. And honestly, this could be a low, lower scoring game, you know, because the weapons on, on the saints haven't really been, you know, you're, you're missing Michael Thomas out there. Uh, you know, and then if you're missing Devonte Adams, like this could be a lower scoring run and defense type of game where we see, you know, Kamara and Aaron Jones, you know, kind of getting a lot of love. Um, you know, obviously you're starting Aaron Jones, uh, not Devonte Adams. You're not starting any pass catcher for green Bay. Um, I have Aaron Rodgers at 13 and that's with Devonte Adams potentially playing. So, you know, just like I said, I'm not excited about Aaron Rodgers at all this week. I do have him in one league, and I'm going to start him. But like I said, he just makes me a little nervous this week. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Aaron Jones, you know, in the four games that Devontae Adams missed last week, or last yeah. week, oh, last was, year. Aaron Jones was great. Yeah, Aaron Jones had two 40-point fantasy games in PPR. So, you know, if 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 Adams does miss – the Aaron Jones is just going to go bananas. Yeah. Like he and, and to add to that, last week, Aaron, Devontae Adams got banged up early in that game, and we saw what Aaron Jones did. Exactly. So to capitalize on that, on what Steve, on the stat Steve just rolled out last, from last year, last week was no different. That was another 40-point fantasy game. Exactly. So, you know, Aaron Jones is going to get used early and often if Devontae Adams does not play. And, you know, I'm not excited about starting Alan Lazard or – Marquez Valdez Scantling, but if I had to choose between the two, Alan Lazard is the way I would go. Uh, you know, with those guys, uh, Malik Taylor is the third guy that would be coming in. I'm, you know, I don't really know enough about Malik Taylor to tell you whether he's going to be good or not. You know what I mean? This is, I believe, this is his second year in the league, and I think he was an under undrafted free agent. So, you know, other than that, there's not much I can tell you about this kid. Um, yeah, from. From the Saints side of the ball, you know, Drew Brees, I have at 17. He's I'm not really interested in starting him from the way he's looked this year and just, you know, not having Michael Thomas. So if you have better options, like I said, Tannehill, you know, Stafford, um, you know, like I said, I would have started Minshew. You could potentially have Cam Newton. Obviously, you'd start Cam. So, you know, all those guys over Drew Brees, if you have them. Uh, you know, I have Kamara as my number one running back this week. I think this is going to be a huge Kamara type game. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I have Emmanuel Sanders. Where do you have Emmanuel Sanders? I have Emmanuel Sanders at. I have Emmanuel Sanders at 46, 41. Yeah. I was going to say, I have him really low. Like we didn't even see him get targets last week. Despite. You know, Traquan Smith was more the guy, and I'm not interested in starting Traquan Smith at all. So nope. basically, like, you know, maybe Latavius Murray. I think Latavius Murray could have a good week. You know, we've seen this, you know, Green Bay defense give up r- rushing yards. But, you know, really, you're, I'm only starting Kamara and Cook. 
You know, Cook, Cook's the guy like you're obviously going to be a little more excited in the passing game because he's been really good through the first couple weeks of the season. Yep. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you know, I would not be surprised if this game was, you know, a lot more low scoring than anybody else anticipates. You know, this is one yeah. of the higher scoring games of the week, but I, you know, I don't necessarily agree. Yeah. All right. So there you have that one. And now we are on to the Monday night football game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. I would like to thank the NFL because after yes. giving us the fucking Dolphins and Jaguars, excuse my French, <laughs> you give us at least a Monday night game of the Chiefs and Ravens. Thank for you real. for that. For real. Um, uh, so in this one, you're obviously starting Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Uh, you're starting Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, Mark Ingram. Does Mark, I have Mark Ingram at 25. Where do you have Mark Ingram at? I have him at 24. Okay, so, so he's just still a start. Yep. Yeah, but I, I, I've been one to say I am nervous about Mark Ingram. If he doesn't rip off a 30-yard touchdown last week, he had 25 yards on nine carries, and that was very similar to his week one output. So, yep. you know, I, I am just not – really excited with what I've been seeing from Mark Ingram. He's going to definitely have to do a lot better to, you know, start to make me feel more comfortable starting him. Uh, where do you have uh, Hollywood? I have Hollywood at 26. Yeah, I actually have Hollywood at, I believe it's right there, 26, exactly 26. Yeah, so... You know, Hollywood's a potential flex, uh, you know, guy that can score on any play. Um, he's been he's been pretty good through the first couple of weeks of the season. He's, you know, first week he went over 100 yards. Last week I think he was somewhere around 5 for 80, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so he's been pretty good through the first couple of weeks of the season. Uh, so definitely a potential flex play. And Mark Andrews is never leaving your lineup. Travis Kelsey's never leaving your lineup. Uh, Tyreek Hill is obviously never leaving your lineup. <laughs> uh, you know, this Kansas City Chiefs passing game, like you're not really, you can't be, you're, Sammy Watkins was concussed last week. Uh, McCole Hardman came in, got a few targets, but not enough to make you think that he could jump out. You know, um, Robinson obviously is just like a cog in the wheel. He's like that dude. Like, who are, who did you say earlier? Uh, Zach Pascal. Was it Zach Pascal? Yeah, Pascal catches a touchdown yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of like demarcus robinson like he catches a touchdown and you're like why <laughs> are you catching touchdowns for real but you know for, so for real it's only you know it, it, it's patrick mahomes ceh tyreek hill travis henry uh and then it's lamar jackson uh mark ingram uh potentially jk dobbins as a flex you know we saw what happened in week one with this kansas city run defense with david johnson uh, they gave up, you know, a good amount of yards. Uh, and Austin Eckler and Josh Kelly last week both had good games. So this run defense can be run upon. So hopefully, you know, Mark Ingram gets it going. And, you know, if you need a potential flex, I have Dobbins at 33. Uh, Hollywood's a potential flex at 26 and, and for me. And Mark Andrews never leaving your lineup. But this is, you know, I, this is going to be a good one. This, this is going to be a great Monday night football game. I, I tell you, there are some really shitty games, but there is a couple really good ones, you know, uh, that yep. I, I'm really interested in seeing. Yep, and I don't really have anything to add. I agree. I agree with all the Kev's calls on this one, and, 
you know, let's have a great weekend, y'all. And I hope you guys win all of your leagues. And if you don't, you know, you can bash us on Tuesday when we do our shit calls of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for that because Gardner Minshew is already one of them. You ain't lying. Right. <laughs> so uh, that is it for this week of podcasting. Everybody enjoy your football Sunday. We'll be back at you on Monday. Until then, peace out, guys. Peace.